Welcome to Flow Stars, candid conversations between Dr. Peter O'Toole and the big hitters of flow cytometry, brought to you by Beckman Coulter at Bite Size Bio. Hi, welcome to Flow Stars, a very special edition recorded live with a live audience at Cyto 2023. We feature Jessica Houston, Paul Wallace, and Pratip Chattopadhyay. And we talk about where they see the utilization of flow cytometry going over the next 10 years? It's a hard question, but um, I think that it's probably going to stay the same because we're going to have more technologies to choose from. And so there's going to be a little bit of a drag on on the number of people doing flow. But um, the, the flip side of it is that actually doing a flow cytometry experiment is infinitely easier than it used to be. And data analysis is something that you know we're all focusing on, and so you know I think that's going to make it easier to take up flow. So those two trends are probably going to cancel each other out, including different opinions. I don't think there's any question that the utilization will increase. We we do see changes. We see you know uh, maybe CD4s are no longer needed as much as they were. Uh, there's definitely a transition with MRD going more to next-gen sequencing, but there's always, I mean, there are always new uh, techniques coming out, new applications coming out, and, you know, we're moving into a world of microvesicles, and I just, I just see that as continuing on for, for a long time. And is conventional flow cytometry dead? No, it's not dead. I mean, there's so, I mean, we had a good example of the, at the meeting, resource for places where the, it's a critical to still use it. So, you know, the complexity, you know, spectral, whether you want to say it's complex or not, I mean, there's there's still a lot of places in the world that need just, you know, the standard, simple method. All in this very special live episode of Flow Stars. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we're about to start. First off, I'm going to say a quick thank you to Bettman Coulter for not entertaining you this evening and letting flow cytometrists entertain you instead, which is a bit different, isn't it? Okay, so it is a live flow stars, and we've got three very special guests tonight. We have Paul Wallace, <laughs> Jessica Houston, all right, Jessica, and Pratik Chatterjee. That's a powder, even. Jesus, that's your name, mate. Okay, so I'm Peter O'Toole from the University of York. I am not working for Bettman Coulter. Okay, so don't get that confused, please. Okay, so let's kick off. I'm going to ask our guests different questions, different questions. You have also messaged in questions. Okay, so some of those questions, I will call your name out. And I will say, actually, if you're embarrassed by your question, tough luck. Okay, so my first question. Which company does the best Saito party? Uh -oh. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start. Uh, I mean, with Paul. I mean, Peter, I have to say, I love them all. I mean, I mean, you, you can. I mean, there, there are there are definitely a lot of good parties, but the, the there are a lot of good parties at, at Saito, but the company parties are the best. Back <laughs> 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 culture. <laughs> now, Jessica, I'd just like to remind you this is being recorded. Yes, okay, I know. <laughs> would, you, would you like to say anything else? Be more diplomatic so, about that. <laughs> Jessica is the next president, so really she should say that ISAC throws the best parties. Yes. And I don't know about that. I don't have any conflict of interest, and you've put me up here. I can say that culture throws the best parties. Yeah. There you go. So. 
Okay, so the next question actually comes from Johnny Moore. Uh -oh. So Johnny asked, what is the best Saito that you've actually attended? Oh, I'm going to start that in this time, Pratim. So I have, um, you know, I have a selfish answer, but Vancouver was my favorite. All um, right, all right. You know, we, ma we managed to pull together a meeting that was heavily focused on single cell biology. And, you know, that's who we are. And it was so great to see it in different ways. And Vancouver is really pretty. Um, so this is probably my second favorite. Wow, that's a good one. And I, I have to pull the selfish card as well. Montreal, this one is my favorite so far. I All mean, right. I feel like, yeah. As so, what was that, Jessica? This one. This one. This one. This one. This one. Yeah, this one. Cider. I mean, I, obviously, it's not over yet. We have one more day to go. But We I have think, a party to go. And we have a party. Yes, we do. But um, I'm, yeah. No, I, I, I think this one's gone well, and I'm really happy about it, and I'm glad that... Um, all the content we have in the plenaries and have, have are been well received. So yeah, I have to go. So with... Jessica, who's in charge of this one? This, that, that would be me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's no yeah. conflict here, right. is there at all? <laughs> so. so Paul, now you know that Jessica's well, in charge of this one. <laughs> what I know is that Johnny asked the question. So it's Philadelphia, which is my which is my which is my hometown. But yeah. I think outside of Philadelphia, which would have to be number one, it would be. Uh, Quebec City. Uh, that was that was that was a that was a fabulous one, and Montpelier. I mean, I I like the Montpelier ones, but Seattle, which is the one that I hosted, uh, was, would be one. Okay, so actually, another question that came in is, why do you keep coming back to Saito? I'm going Jessica first. It's, I mean, ISAC is my home. It's my scientific community. And I, you know, the CIDO meeting is so pinnacle in term for, for the society. And, you know, I, I like, I obviously have an ob obligation now. That's why I'm coming back. But um, it's, yeah, you it's feel obligated. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, you know, it's, I, I'm, yeah. I, all of the work I've done with, through the society and the meetings, and the contributions we made in our lab to the, you know, the, the, the meeting is, yeah, I, it's a hard question. I, I just come back because this is, this is a home. It's a community. It's family. Yeah. Okay. I'm Paul. Well, I mean, I, I, I personally love the plenaries and the, the, all the, uh, the sessions, but I think the reason I come back is because of the people. I come back to see you guys. I mean, it really is a lot of fun just, Reconnecting with a lot of old friends. Everyone, or is there someone who you'd rather not see? Everybody here. Fatih, <laughs> now you've got, uh, you're now here, you, you're now going commercial. Yeah. So does that make it different coming yeah. to Saito? Uh, so it totally makes it different. I, you know, my, my experience has evolved because first it was really to scratch the itch to teach flow cytometry. And I got to do that in a, in a forum where people really appreciate education and teaching. And so, you know, that was really exciting and, you know, kind of empowering to me. And then it was, you know, to present my cytometry work. And so, you know, and now it's become more to come and connect with, um, with vendors and people doing exciting new science who are in the commercial space. And, you know, I, I'm almost embarrassed to say that I'm spending more of my time, you know, planning out new collaborations and, and new partnerships with commercial um, entities rather than going to sessions and, and plenaries. And so I got to figure out a way to clone myself, but maybe we'll have a new company 
around to do that. So, Pratip, thank you. So a question from Chris Hall. Now this is this is this has got to be the best question that I actually read this morning. So I recently discovered, said Chris, that acceptor the acceptor in tandem dye Pacific Blue is a sunscreen. Have you ever tried adding sunscreen to cells to analyze on your instruments? <laughs> and that's a great question, wasn't it? And what other household items have you run through your flow cytometers? I have, a, I have a story about this. So my, my neighbor, um, had a, there was a leak coming from his yard that was totally flooding our yard. And I was convinced it was from his pool water. And we had just gotten our site off a few years ago. And so I quietly took a sample of the water and I ran it on site off you know, with a control, like well, rainwater control and a tap water control and compared it and I couldn't tell what was going on. <laughs> so, so pool water that I thought, you know, that allegedly my neighbor dumped in our yard. Uh, pool, Jessica, household items you put through a flow cytometer. Well, we all put bleach through it, um, but I guess yeah, uh, the, the, the oddball ones was milk. I was trying to uh, use that as, as an absorbent to get rid of some autofluorescence. And uh, uh, Coca-Cola. Oh. Coca <laughs> I was just curious as to what it would do. <laughs> Didn't do much. How many times did you have to prime or push? <laughs> no, it's actually it's a cleanse. I mean, you know, it, it, all those bubbles. You know, the... Interesting. <laughs> oh, that's just bizarre. <laughs> okay, next question is from Claire Brown. Okay, what was the most challenging? career transition for you? So I might start actually this time with Pratip. Um, it was, uh, they, were, they were all challenging. Leaving Mario's lab was, you know, like growing up and leaving home. So it was, um, that was definitely hard. But um, I, th I think the hardest transition was, you know, running my own business because then, you know, it was a small business. I was cleaning toilets. I was, you know, doing everything. And, um, <laughs> You know, there's, it's nice not having a biosafety committee or, you know, purchasing group or something like that. You, know, you can do whatever the heck you want, but it's, um, it's also taxing and, you know, it gets exhausting really quickly. So, Cleaning toilets, it's like, oh, I've even got to clean the toilets. Now, if you ever came to University of York, I wish I was allowed to clean the toilets. Oh, yeah, really? Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I do a lot better job than the cleaner yeah. does. Trust me, right. I, it's just, it just agrees with me. I can't do it. I could do it if I was allowed to. It's not like I can't clean the toilet. You can come to my lab and clean the toilets. So Gosh, sure. right. have we got a job for you? <laughs> I'll get the marigolds. Uh, Jessica, difficult yeah. transition. Time. Uh, for me, it was definitely postdoc to faculty position. That's you know, you become a faculty, and it's a bit of a deer in the headlights experience. But I, the reason why it was most challenging is because when you're postdoc and you decide to start a research program, you wonder. What am I going to do? And it really, it was, should I take what I'm doing as a postdoc and continue? And I came from Los Alamos National Lab. We were developing that technology and flow and brought it to NMSU. And I talked to the guys there. And should I do this? It's like, yeah, why not? You know? And for me, it was like, you know, I didn't, like, translate that, yeah, this is my work. I can continue it and maybe bring in new aspects to it. But that was the hardest part until I got a comforting, like, yeah, do it. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. I think I think most people can empathise yeah. with that. And Paul. So as you all know, I'm a little bit senile, so I, I only can think about what is the oh, most current. Would you like me to repeat the question? Yes, that might be a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, you know, I the. The, uh, as, I, as I went into retirement, so announcing that I was going to retirement and then no longer being relevant to the, uh, to the organization or to the staff was probably was, was very difficult. But actually retiring and then having not a whole lot to do. And fortunately, I flunked retirement and then joined Cygro. So I think the, uh, the flunking of retirement was probably the, uh, the, the hardest transition. So, okay, so that brings me really nicely onto one of the questions uh -oh. I had for you as well. Was when you do properly retire, Will you ever look at a flow cytometer again? I'll start with you, Paul. I, I would, I've always wanted to have one in my basement. Uh, <laughs> what, to cleaning out your Coca-Cola? Yeah, well, yeah, there's a, just, just to run things through. I mean, I, you know, I, I couldn't imagine pollen, uh, microparticles. I would love to have one in my basement. So, Beckman, Coulter, um, if you have, <laughs> if you've got any, if you've got any uh, things that you want to use as anchors, um, I got a place to anchor it. <laughs> Jessica. Uh, no, you, no, uh, instruments yeah. for Paul. <laughs> yeah, one of these days when I retire, I, I, I would like to have some lasers hanging around, yeah, and maybe play around with that. I, maybe not like, you know, a flow cytometer, but things I can tinker with. That would be fun. Yeah. So just lasers? Yeah. Are you going to put lasers, some car, just a, some smoke uh, in the room yeah. and then just some of it's Just to shoot out. at the planes? Yeah. Yeah, the right. planes that fly overhead? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, something like that, I don't know. So, um, you know, I remember when I was in graduate school, there was a, um, a professor named Arthur Dannenberg who was in his 90s toddling around the hall doing TV work. And so I told my wife that I'm gonna art Dannenberg it. You know, I'm just gonna go right to the end. You know, my bony body is gonna have, uh, you know, a, a lab coat barely hanging off of it and I'm gonna have a blast, you know? I, people might think I'm crazy, but you know, who cares, right? So. <laughs> okay, so the next question comes from Peter Lopez. Now, this is a bit more serious. Could you predict how the utilization of flow cytometry is going to go in the next five to 10 years? Going to go up, going to go down, or stay the same? Gosh, it's like play your cards right. Higher, lower, stick. Uh, Fatip. Uh, it's, you know, it's a, it's a hard question, but um, I think that it's probably going to stay the same because we're going to have more technologies to choose from. And so there's going to be a little bit of a drag on, on the number of people doing flow. But um, the, the flip side of it is that actually doing a flow cytometry experiment is infinitely easier than it used to be. And data analysis is something that, you know, we're all focusing on. And so, you know, I think that's going to make it easier to take up flow. So those two trends are probably going to cancel each other out. Okay. And... Go ahead, Jessica, go. Sure, yeah. I mean, I would probably challenge Peter to say, like, what do you mean by up-down? I'll give him the engineering answer, which is, you know, that are you talking about how many, how much more use or in what way is it going to go up? Because, yeah, that's, you know, that's hard to answer. Okay. Yeah. I don't think there's any question that the utilization will increase. We, we do see changes. We see, you know, uh, maybe CD4s are no longer needed as much as they were. Uh, there's definitely a transition with MRD going more to next-gen sequencing. But there's always, I mean, there are always new uh, techniques coming out, new applications coming out. And, you know, we're moving into a world of microvesicles. And I just, I just see that as continuing on for, for a long time. So, okay, so I, my, my follow-up question to that. 
Is conventional flow cytometry dead? And is spectral the only way forward? Five years' time, is anyone going to buy a non-spectral system? That's my, a quick question. Yes, no. Jessica. No, it's not dead. I mean, there's so. I mean, we had a good example of the at the meeting with um, resource-poor places where the, it's so critical to still use it. So, you know, the complexity, you know, spectral. Whether you want to say it's complex or not, I mean, there's there's still a lot of places in the world that need just you know the standard simple method. I don't. I don't think it is. I mean, maybe I don't know. Twenty years out, thirty years out. I mean, Eventually, it might get there, but not yet. Okay. Pretty? Um, was it Mark Twain said rumors of my death have been greatly exaggerated? I, I think that's applicable to flow cytometry because, um, you know, we, we thought that with the emergence of mass cytometry, there was no reason to do flow anymore. Um, people are doing flow still. Um, we thought with the emergence of SiteSeq and, you know, high-parameter protein analysis through SiteSeq, we wouldn't have to do flow anymore. And we still do flow. And so, you know, it's, uh, I think it's here to stay. Okay. Um, cool. I mean, I'm a big fan of spectral. So I, 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 my first thought was, oh, the spectral's going to take it over. But then as you think about it, there's absolutely a lot of applications that are just one color. We don't really, we're really not, we're really maybe not all that aware of it. I mean, we, we sort GFP and that type of thing. But out there, you think about the beer industry, and there, there's a lot of people that are looking at yeasts and, and, and using using uh, sort of, uh, using instruments for that. Within the uh, um, there's a whole lot of sorting going on on sperm, uh, you know, for, for sexing. I mean, that's there's there, you hear about places that have a thousand instruments uh, just running uh, r running these things. And then, uh, uh, you know, within the milk industry, looking at mastitis. It's, it's so, uh, you know, I, I, while I honestly think that where everybody in this room is going is spectral, there is a lot of industry out there that will be single color. Okay. So what is your favorite tool or instrument in the lab? And I'll start this. I'll start with Paul. Oh, my gosh. Um, Not a cytometer. What is your favorite tool or instrument other than a cytometer in the lab? That's a, that's a tough question. Um, I, 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 know, I know that uh, I had a couple working in the lab, uh, and at night, I think their favorite instrument was the centrifuge. Um, and, and, <laughs> and that was for the vibra Anyway, the, uh, I, I, I would imagine the, uh, the one that comes to mind is the eight-channel pipette, but I have really no... no uh, Real answer. I think it was the idea of just doing the single and being able to move things to the eight channels. So that's a that's a. If you had an eight channel pipette, do you think a politician would look really cool? You think, my God, they can actually hold a pipette. If it's an eight channel one, they must be really good politicians. Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, Petit. Yeah. You know those little microfuges that are like this big that you spin the microfuge tubes in, and you just close the thing, and you don't have to press anything. As soon as you close it, it spins like a maniac, and you've got the plastic cover on it, and so you can watch it spin and slow down. That, I mean, if I weren't a scientist, I would just, like, enjoy the heck out of that. So, <laughs> Children's toy, maybe. <laughs> Jessica. I, I have to say the oscilloscope. I mean, I just get so giddy oh. when I'm, like, 
tweaking that That's and good. teaching That's students how to do it. And look at this waveform, and you know, they measure the velocity and and you know, full width, half max, and they. They, you know, they're like, this is weird. I'm a chemical engineer and I shouldn't be learning this, but yeah. So I, I, I the oscilloscopes and the function generators. We can play around with different types of ways to modulate the laser and it's fun. So thinking about oscilloscopes, I've got to ask, what was your favorite flow cytometer of all time? Jesse. Wait, say that again? What was your favorite flow cytometer of all, all time? All time, the fax vantage, hands up. Yeah, hands down. I mean, I just love Fax Vantage for me has been so fun to work with. I can take out the, I can open it up, you know, unplug from the PMT, put in new preamplifications. Is that because it, huh? it kept breaking? Sorry, Kunta. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fun tool to teach students on and, you know, to, to modify. We do modifications of cytometers. Okay. Petit, your favorite flow cytometer of all um, time? No comments, because there is no reason for me to anger any of my beautiful ex-girlfriends, you know? It's like, <laughs> right? It's, uh, it's you, say, you say good things about your symphony, and then you're like, yeah, but the Bigfoot is awesome. But yeah, I really had good times on the Coulter in 1996 or something, you know, that I learned flow cytometry on. So, you know, there's no answer to that question. Nice try, though. <laughs> Cool. I fell for I'd have to go with the Epix 5. That was one, that was one of my first instruments, and I love being able to play around. And you know, you 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 could pull out filters easily. You could do a lot of manipulations with that. Was that was that would be my favorite. <laughs> Moflo Legacy. Come on. Right. Did you not have a Moflo Legacy? Was that the really big one that had like a table <laughs> that went all the way around? Ah, <laughs> and the telephone switchboard on the side. Ah, so when the engineer came, you could just turn things around and completely confuse the hell out of them for ages. <laughs> John, what was your favourite? Oh, legacy. Legacy. Uh, who had a who had a le hands up? If you had a MoFlo Legacy. Now keep your hands up. Ta put your hands down if it wasn't your favourite instrument. There you go. See, look at all the hands still up. So, Batman Coulter, can you please bring back the legacy? <laughs> but can you just let it do six-way sorting as well? <laughs> okay, so the next question from Claire Brown. What do you most love about your job? And I'm going to start again with Jessica on this one. Uh, to say the flexibility. And just being a faculty, you can create your own hours, design your own research. You interact with students every semester. They're always, you know, it keeps you young. Yeah, I, I, flexibility. Okay, and I'm going to go to Paul next. So for me, it was working with the students. No question at all. I enjoyed really working with the students, talking about their research, going on, you know, about uh, different experimental design, reviewing the data. You know, there was all the hassles and politics and everything else that was going on, but, you know, you could sit down and, and talk science with, uh, with, with, with the students, and that I love the most. Okay. No question about that. Pratip? I think um, <clears throat> being in the lab alone late at night, finishing up a set of samples that, you know, on the cytometer and you just blast horrible music that nobody else would tolerate. And, you know, and you're in the zone then and you're just, you know, the experiment's done and you're just working through and you're playing with the, uh, you know, playing with the, um, the results on the screen. It's great. It's, it's like, you know, that, that's my heaven. Well, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I, this is a difficult question set by uh, Evan Jellison. What accomplishment in flow cytometry are you most proud of? 
I'll start Fatih this time. Uh, I mean, this is an easy question for me. It's it's the uh, the introduction of the high parameter, you know, really high parameter flow. Doing the um, going into Mario's office with the first results from a 17, 18 color flow panel and just showing it to him. And I did it just kind of on a lark, and you know, his eyes lit up, and he was like, "You just did the first 17 color experiment." And you know, you don't, you can't get those moments in science. Just as a young scientist, where you know, your, your hero is telling you you did something cool. And, um, and, and that was the, you know, the start of what I built my career on, so. And Paul? Uh, well, I, I was, very early in my career, I was working at a company called Synaxis. And uh, they, were ma they made the uh, lipophilic tracking dyes, the PKH dyes. And I was working down at the NIH, which in itself was a real experience in uh, Steve Rosenberg's lab. And I was staining up tumor infiltrating lymphocytes and injecting them back into mice. And they were, there was a, a microenvironment with the tumor and there was IL-2, so they were obviously stimulated. And my, I was pulling them back out just to see how many got there. And these damn things were dim. I, and so I do another experiment, stain them up you know, even brighter, put them in and they'd come out and they'd be dim. And I probably did this 10, 15 times. And somebody then turned to me and said, well, you know, Paul, maybe that's a good thing. Maybe they're dividing. And I went, and actually out of that, um, it wasn't something that I developed, but the companies in Axis then went on to develop something called the Cell Census Plus Assay. Now that was looking at uh, dye dilution and proliferation. Subsequently, CFSE came out and, you know, that, that sort of took, took a, a, part, a good part of the market. But uh, I think, you know, getting into the proliferation was, was something that I look back on as being really proud of, yeah. Thank you. Jessica? Uh, yeah, I mean, I might be inclined to say something about my research, like, because I, I do fluorescence dynamics and design cytometers to measure lifetimes. But the first thing that really came to mind was just, I feel like I've contributed because I've been part of the first all-female executive committee yeah, there you at go. ISAC. Yeah, right. <laughs> And I feel like I'm helping to be a role model for the society. So. And, and I'm going to ask, how have you found your first six months, nine months as president? Yeah. Mm -hmm. First uh, few months now, and we'll be continue for a couple more years. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and how have you found right. it? <laughs> so that's an answer for you. Right. <laughs> okay, so the, so the next question now is, is, is a very similar question actually so the answers may be the same or maybe different uh, so for Melina what contribution to place to the flow cytometry society do you think you've made to the community okay what is your biggest contribution to the community of flow cytometry uh, I'm gonna go with Paul first uh, you know there's well to, I think within ISAC I think it's what you're referring to and uh, I think within ISAC uh, you know, I, I felt like I've really made a, 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 some significant contributions. Maybe one that really sticks out in my mind, and this is something that Pratip mentioned at a, uh, a, a council meeting, was study youth. So that was something that we really, study youth is still going on. That's, that's something that really impacts on kids and uh, makes kids aware of, uh, of, of really what's, what's going on in flow and really gets them interested in science. And it was something that we... Uh, developed in Buffalo where we brought kids in from the high school. We actually put a flow cytometer in the high schools 
and uh, well, the schools. So in eighth grade, they were learning, or fifth grade, they were learning about health, and we would talk about CD4s and demonstrate some of that on the flow. And then uh, uh, in eighth grade, they'd get it again, and we get into physics. So, uh, you know, there's, there's, a, there's a couple things, but I think, um, you know, Cytoasia is another one that uh, I was particularly proud of, but uh, uh, Cyto Youth and the way that's continued is good. Okay. Uh, Fatib. Um, I think it's, uh, it's the, you know, this is an unusual answer, but it's the spirit that I hope I'm bringing to working with people in the flow community that it's, you know, I'm not trying to keep anything for myself or, or, you know, I'm just trying to be open with what I know and what I understand and be eager to help, you know, and, um, that was something I learned from, from Gary Nolan and from, um, from Mario and, you know, um, it's, it's a great way to generate really positive feelings. And so when I walk around here and I get to see people that I've worked with, you know, it's genuine, the happiness of, of interacting with them. And that's, that's one of the reasons this meeting is so much fun to come to. Mm -hmm. Thank you. And yeah, and just real quick, I mean, I think I kind of sort of answered that in the last question, but the cytometry community goes far and wide and deep. And I think, you know, I can think of a span of things that I do. You know, I really appreciate working on the associate editorial board for the journal and then doing things like serving a term in the cell and molecular technology study section for the National Institutes of Health Center for Scientific Review, because that, you know, you're, you're looking at all of these really novel types of applications and new technologies and helping, you know, contribute to those becoming something, so. Okay, so actually, I've just been WhatsApped. Derek, where are you? Question to the panel. What city would you love to have Saito in? Three, two, one, Fatib. Um, some, some beach destination, like let, let's yeah. let's go crazy. Let's do it in like Fiji or something, you know, something Fiji, yeah. really insane. You know, we'll do it on a beach. We don't need a convention center. Save some money. Yeah. 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 Okay. Oh, I always wanted to do it in Hawaii. I mean, that was, <laughs> that was that was that was always high on my list. That yeah. is so predictable, though. Well, I'm sorry. Uh, so, so, Jessica, what are you going to well, say? Oaxaca, Mexico. <laughs> I don't know. No, I was, I, I, when you had the beach idea, I thought, I immediately thought Hawaii. Hawaii. Honolulu. Yeah, it would be yeah, fun. It's, yeah. it's certainly been discussed. Um, so, 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 okay, so Hawaii, who would like to go to Hawaii? <laughs> Why aren't we going to Hawaii? Edinburgh, for goodness sake. <laughs> there was, there Why was are we going a to time Hawaii? When, there was a time, wasn't there, Jessica, when Honolulu was it on was, the list? It was, yeah, oh, it's, it's it was, definitely been on the list. It's yeah. been discussed. Yeah. We only knew the president. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> we got the money. Okay, so actually, uh, I, I'm going to... I've got one question from Alfonso. Where's Alfonso? There Hello, Alfonso. So the question is, if you were not doing what you do today, oh. what kind of job do you think you'd be good at? Oh, I'm going to go Jessica first. Um, a mother. I mean, but that's an easy answer. I mean, I am a mother now and I have three kids and, you know, but if I wasn't working, just home and hanging with the kids. Okay. But you're not allowed to say father. Sorry? <laughs> yeah, I don't have to say father. Yeah, no, no, I'm not, I'm not going to say father. <laughs> um, the, uh, my, my kid's going to kill me, right? Yeah. Um, and it is being recorded. It, it would be, yeah, I know, really. Oh, big mistake. Um, it would be a journalist, and I'm proud to say that my daughter is going to go to um, 
to, to school, to college in the fall to be a journalist. So, you wow. know, at least there's some, um, you know, genetic influence, I think, that's, that's taking over so I can watch from, from, uh, from the sidelines. Cool. I'd like to be a naturalist, take people out on hikes uh, into the wilderness and uh, be there identifying plants and flowers and geological formations and stuff like that. That, that, that would have done me very well. You know what? I think I'd like to be a TV host. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be very good at it. So we are coming to the last few minutes. So I'd like to actually bring up John Tiggs, who's joining us later to be our DJ. John, come on up. Bring your chair forward, please. Bring it forward, bring it forward, bring it forward. So, John, the same question to you, because this is no longer obvious, is it? If you could do any other job, what would you do? Um, I'd be Peter O'Toole. <laughs> <laughs> he died. Oh, that's right. Peter died. I guess uh, the obvious answer is I would just be a DJ. Um, yeah. Music's a passion. Flows to Thomas is what I'm good at. Okay. So. So I'm now going to go for some quick questions to finish the night. So I'm going to start. This time it's going to go Paul, Jessica, Pratip, John. Who is the best place cytometrist of your generation? Of my generation? Um, oh, I, oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> of, my, of my generation? Well, I think I am. I mean... <laughs> I can see what the answers are going to be now. <laughs> Jessica? This is hard. I think Pratip's my generation. Pratip. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. say you. Say you. Uh, yeah, Jessica. I, mean, I, can, I can totally cop out here, you know. But I, I, think, I think that it, this, isn't, this isn't a fair question because we yeah. are all doing really, really cool work in our own fields and we are each our own stars. There you go. Yeah, okay. How's that? How's that? All right. yeah. And John? There's no way to follow that up. Because um, any answer now seems very ridiculous. Um, I agree, right? Pratip, very good. You, you, you've made it easy for me. So I agree with Pratip. We all are individuals and great in our own way. Okay, so, so this is being recorded today. So I'm now going to go from that side to this side. What is your favorite streaming device? My favorite streaming yeah. device? What, what do you mean, like as in an iPhone? Yeah, or a yeah, yeah, we're streaming. Yeah, we're streaming. Come on. It's probably um, it's probably the computer because then I can leave it on and like watch um, true crime. Actually, <laughs> fascinated by it, and I just leave it on in the background. Like those nights I don't want to turn up the music in the side time. You know, I find out why that lady got strangled. So yeah. <laughs> Jessica? My, probably my iPhone. I mean, I, like I'm really connected to it. I'm surprised I don't have it with me right now. Okay. <laughs> Can't believe no one said Netflix. No one said, I didn't know iTunes. Uh, oh. We've got Oak Creek flowing by the, uh, out, out, out the backyard. So I, I like Oak Creek, watching Oak Creek go. But uh, I, actually, to your question, probably I, I spend more time on the TV, uh, just running streaming on the TV. Okay. And John, what would be the right answer? The right answer is I would go what we said before, the MoFlo legacy. <laughs> <laughs> that was a setup. <laughs> Spoiler alert, Paul. <laughs> I have the cheat sheet. <laughs> okay, so next question. I'm going to start with Jessica this time. I'm going to go, what's your favorite color? My favorite color? I guess... Uh... 
I like blue, but are we, are we going down a wavelength? Okay, so blue, 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 blue's good. Blue, oh, blue. Oh, 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 oh crap, we're all wearing blue. Blue. Yeah. Uh, four or five. Four or five. P.E. And? Four C. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay, and on that note, I think I have covered most of the questions for tonight, and we are bang on 40 minutes. So I'd just like to thank everyone for actually being really quiet. And it's been really fantastic to have you here. You've been engaged. Thank you for sending the questions. A big thank you to our guests tonight.